Welcome back to another week of the Post-Sermon Reflections podcast. We are on our last core value for our core series, um, and I am so excited to talk about embracing grace, and our core value is embrace grace. And this has been such a sweet conversation with Pastor Brennan because it's just been um, just a reminder to me to what we're about. Um, and I get to look back at the life of our church and I get to rejoice in the testimonies of these core values being lived out. Um, but Pastor Brennan, we're going to hop in for our last one, our last one, best one, um, and talk about um, what does grace look like uh, in our lives and in the, in the lives of our community. And so tell me a little bit, what does this core value mean to you? So when we talk about embrace grace, it's like an unpacking of the gospel, yeah. right? I mean, that's really what it is. It's an unpacking of the gospel. And if we're going to put Jesus first in everything that we yeah. do, if we're going to be a church that um, exists to connect people to the love yeah. of Jesus and help them live on gospel mission, then the gospel must permeate everything that we do. It must yeah. be central in everything. And and if the gospel is going to be central in everything we do, we need to learn to embrace grace or receive yeah. Yeah. the grace of God in Jesus Christ. So um, really, this is a, a value that I think really drives the gospel-saturated culture that we seek to have yeah. as a church. Mm. Um, and a lot of times, I think we we look at the gospel, and it is in the sense like, it's a one-off event in that the moment we believe in Jesus, um, the moment we've trusted Christ, that we are we are saved. Mm. Um, and there's nothing that can take that away from us. Um, once we are saved, we are always saved by God's yeah. grace. He, he bought us. He keeps us. He, he makes us to persevere. Um, but the Christian life is really this ongoing process of continually embracing the grace that we have in Jesus Christ. Yeah. Um, so whether that is like in whatever season of life that you're in, uh, we always are continually having to learn to, to embrace the grace that we have in Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. And uh, this value really flows from, uh, I read a book um, by Pastor J.D. Greer, who's down in North Carolina, and the book was just called Gospel. Uh, and it really was a blessing to me because he really just did a deep dive into what we have in the gospel. Yeah. And what Greer was saying was in the gospel, it's like this mind-blowing truth that in Jesus Christ, there is nothing that we could ever do that would make God love us less. Yeah. And there is nothing that we could ever do that would make God love us more. Mm -hmm. So like for the person who is in Jesus, right? So like Ruth Huber has been bought by Jesus Christ. You have been washed clean by the blood of the lamb. Like you are fully 100% accepted in Jesus Christ. Yeah. So there's nothing that you've ever done in the past, anything you could ever do now or anything you could ever do in the future that would change God's love for you. Yeah. Like that's the grace that you have in Jesus Christ. Yeah. And even on your best day, when you're dominating hunger stops with us, right? Like when you are yeah, pleasing yeah. the Lord and like your thought life is in like a really good place and you're, you're just killing it. On your best day, there's nothing you could ever do yeah. that would make God love you any more because of your performance, right? So like that's the unchanging grace that we have in Jesus Christ. So mm -hmm. we must learn to embrace that grace throughout our entire Christian life. Yeah. Um, and it must permeate, it must saturate everything that we do um, as mm -hmm. we walk with Jesus, as we follow Jesus. So um, it's just sort of this overarching, like second level thinking about the gospel, if that yeah. makes sense. Yeah, no, that's so good. Um, one of the one of the beauties that I think about when I think about this concept of embracing grace is, is we're changing the way we walk into every situation. Uh, because when we change and say, man, how, what have I received in the in the light of the gospel? Every time we walk in a conflict, 
I don't have to say, man, I need to make sure this person, I give it to them. Or I need to make sure that they know that like I, I'm great and that like they have no right disrespect to me. It's actually saying, man, I have a blood-bought seat at the table that God has that God has placed for me. There's no one that can move me for being loved by him so I can lead in love. Um, and there's a book called The Gospel Primer uh, that is probably my favorite book of all time. And it just gives like all these reasons for why we should remind ourselves of the gospel every single day. Um, and what's been helpful about that book is to say, if I'm going to embrace grace, I have to saturate myself in the truth of the gospel. And like uh, the J.D. Greer book, that we're, we're, we know what we're getting. Um, we're getting a, a, I'm a son um, of the king. That means that I have a full inheritance in him. And there's like this beauty to say, man, there's no, there's nothing that I need to get from this world because I have everything in Christ. And that takes away this poverty mindset that we can live in uh, when we say, man, I just got to work really hard to earn everything that I have because we're natural legalists um, or we're natural pagans. We're one of the two. We either want to do whatever we want to do or we want to be like, I am good and I'm good at being good. And because I'm good, I'm accepted by God. That's the legalist mindset. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And so... For my friend who's saying, okay, uh, what does it mean for me to embrace grace every single day? Like if you could give them the gift of something to be reminded of every day and to try to embody as an identity, what would be some words that you would give someone who's saying, man, I'm having a hard time being reminded of the gospel every day. Yeah. So I think let's take, let's take your fictitious friend here, right? Let's say that they're like really entrenched with like this ongoing sin. It's sort of like they're in bondage to it. Maybe it's pornography, you know, maybe it's something like that. And there's a lot of shame that's wrapped up in it. They hate it, but they keep going back to it. Right. They just like can't break free from it, but they they are a believer in Jesus. And I think there's this idea that, okay, so I am saved and it's like, well, I got this junk in my life and I want to get rid of it. But you know, every time I break free for a couple of weeks, Mm -hmm. I just, I get sucked back in. I think that is like in one of those things, like that's a time where you have to say like, all right, I have to remind myself of the gospel. Yeah, I need to learn to embrace grace and remember who I am, right? Yeah. So like the voice that Satan is going to be putting inside their head is that voice of doubt. It's the voice of shame. Um, well, mm. does God really still love me? Like I've been doing all this, putting all this trash into my mind and, yeah. and does God really still love me? Mm. Uh, can he still love me, right? And like you really get into that place and what the gospel does And what God's grace does is it reminds us that we were never saved to begin with because of anything that we did, right? We weren't like performing well and God was impressed and said like, oh, wow, like look at it, man. That's a good one. Yeah, they stopped cursing. This is amazing. I'm going to accept them now, right? That's never how the gospel operates. Mm. We were separated from God because of our sin. Mm. And by God's grace, he sent his son, Jesus Christ, right? To remove our sin, Mm. uh, to bear it on the cross. And in bearing our sin on the cross, the wrath of God was satisfied because his wrath was poured out on Jesus. And we are now freed up. Yeah. We can be liberated from the, the the consequences of our sin, right? But we can also be freed from the bondage that sin has in our lives. So when we take the gospel and we really go deep into it, and in that that person who's struggling with pornography, they can say, okay, all right, like, I need to remember who I am. Mm-hmm. I'm a blood-bought child of the king. God is saddened by this mess in my life. I hate it. I want to get rid of it, but I can't get rid of it just by like trying hard, right? Because like I've been failing for three years, like that's not working. So when we recognize, okay, I'm not going to be accepted with God or be in good standing with God because I defeated pornography because of the blood of Christ, I'm already in a right standing with God. So out of that 
acceptance that we have can now flow mm -hmm. the obedience yes. and the empowering grace that we have in Jesus Christ mm. to get after the sin and kill it, right? Yeah. Not in our, our, our physical earthly strength in ourselves, right? Yeah. But in the power that's provided through God's grace in Jesus Christ. So I think that's what's so important. So we could say, okay, I'm already accepted in him. Mm. I'm already redeemed in him. So I don't have to kill this sin in order to be accepted. Yeah. I'm already accepted. So let's get after this sin and kill it, right? Yeah. So it changes our motivation yeah. to, to get after that sin in our lives. And I think it's so important for us to remember that that moment that we have finally put pornography in the grave, right? Mm -hmm. we're, no more, we're no more accepted yeah. Yeah. in that moment than we were when we were still struggling. Yeah. But we are experiencing the, the blessing of obedience yeah. and we're experiencing the freedom from that sin. Yeah. And it all flows from the grace of God in Jesus Christ. That's so good. Yeah. I think of the, the story of a recovering addict of all things. And to say, there was probably a moment where they felt that they got really serious about recovery. Um, and that seriousness about recovery is God's grace. Um, that sober moment, that sober thought that said, man, I got to really take this. That's actually the Holy Spirit infusing yes. his identity into you yeah. that says, I'm not that anymore. Yes. And their willingness to go to the 12-step Christ-centered yeah. recovery was God's grace being poured yeah. out on them through the power of the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Yes. Um, and it's this frame that says, man, you can you can walk into a room and say, people, I'm, re I'm really trying hard to make myself right. And you can walk into that room and say, actually have no capacity to make myself right. I'm accepting the grace of this help. Yes. Um, and that's when I'm going to walk and I'm going to say, I'm a blood blood child of God, whether I screw up tomorrow yeah. or whether I experience victory for the first time tomorrow and yeah. get to rejoice in who he is. Yeah. Um, and there's something to me, this is like gospel ammunition that can like not be thwarted. Like the world is so busy trying to be its best and you get to be like, I got no business trying to be my best. All I'm trying to be is like Jesus and he's going to show me what steps to take to become more like him. And I'm not worried that I need to be hustling more than the guy next to me. All I'm doing is saying, my dad's got my back. I'm going to try to walk with him. I try to try to love him and serve him with all my life. And I don't need to be insecure in my relationship with him. Because I think the world is crippled with insecurity. You have teenage daughters. The world is crippled with insecurity. And, and when I think of, I think of your daughters and I think of the things that I want them to know. I think about, man, I would love the day that uh, your daughter gets to look herself in the mirror and says, Christ bought this. And, and all the insecurity she feels about all, the, all kinds of things that she'd remember, he made me this way on purpose yeah. for his glory. Amen. No matter what that means. Uh, I remember having that conversation when I was, uh, I was in ninth grade or I was in 10th grade and I was talking to junior high students about Jesus. And I remember saying, like, Jesus made me the exact way that I am for his, for his glory. Nothing about me, one way or the other, which changed. This glorified him most. So I'm going to rejoice in that. Yeah. Uh, whether you feel like you're the prettiest girl in the room or you don't, I'm going to rejoice in the fact that he made me this way and I'm going to give him my best yeah. in everything that it is. Because that's a place, like, the world can't touch that. Because mm. the world can touch a lot of us. They can play with our insecurities. But when we're secure in Christ, right. man, watch out. And that flows from his grace. Amen. Yeah, that flows from his grace. Um, and so for my friend maybe who is on the other end, who is more of a is more of a do-gooder and is grateful that they're a do-gooder, what is our encouragement to them in looking at embracing grace in their life? Maybe they're a perfectionist style person who said, man, actually, I'm actually really disciplined. <laughs> I actually relatively have my crap together. Yeah. Um, and I obviously have these secret sins that I'm dealing with, but for the most part, I'm working on them. Yeah, I think... 
man, that, that, that's a, that's a hard place to be because we can look at maybe areas of success or areas of discipline in our lives. And, um, and we can maybe even begin to believe the lie that we're like good on our own, right. That, that we don't need God's grace. And that's actually probably a more dangerous place to be a little more gnarly, you know, than, than for the person who's really like aware (laughs) of their struggle and their weakness and their sin. Um, and I think that just reminding ourselves that, you know, we don't look to the left or look to the right for our standard. Right. But we look up and we look up to a perfect, holy, Mm -hmm. righteous God. And that is the standard of righteousness is is God. It's Jesus Christ. And we can never measure up to that. Um, so no matter how well we're doing or how not well we're doing, right? Like we're reminded that like the standard is impossible and we need the perfect righteousness Mm -hmm. of Jesus Christ, which is given to us by grace, we receive it through faith and we are all in equal need. And I think we're actually, that person that you're talking about is in a really dangerous place because the moment they forget how much they need the Lord, the moment they forget how dependent they are on grace, man, they are in a really dangerous place. Watch out, watch out. Yeah. Um, And I think the the beauty of the concept of embracing grace is we kind of wrap up our conversation about our core values is to say, we need to be people who understand the gospel. Um, and even if it's in its elementary points, maybe you just got saved and you're like, Jesus died for me and my sins are forgiven and I'm stoked about it. Yeah. That's awesome. It's a great place to start. But if you're starting there, commit to live a life that soaks your life in the gospel. Yeah. That every time you look at a situation, you say, what does God's truth say about this situation? Because you'll be watching the news and you'll be like, praise God. He's gracious to those who do not deserve his grace. That includes me and all the other people who are mucking up the world. Um, And so take the step. Um, There's two books that we mentioned, uh, one by J.D. Greer, which is called The Gospel. I mentioned a book called The Gospel Primer um, by Vincent Milton. Um, They're one that I offered is a great resource, really small. Would you recommend the book that, that you read? Yeah. Yeah. It's an easy read. Yeah. Uh, it's really helpful. It's good um, stuff. And so we just encourage you that uh, there are good resources out there uh, for you to be educating yourself and, and saying, man, what are people, how are they pointing me in scripture to what God is saying about the truth of who I am in Jesus? Um, and so any last words, pastor? No, Ruth, I think you've said it all. Sounds good. Friends, it has been a joy to have you for the post-sermon reflections for the core series. And we pray that God um, would radically continue transforming your life, that if you've accepted Jesus, that you would make much of him in your life. And if you don't yet know him, um, that you would embrace him as both your Lord and your Savior. Uh, Friends, we are grateful for you, um, and we are encouraged that you listen to this podcast. Thank you so much, and have an awesome rest of your week.